Hello, FCS Nation. It's time for your show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. I'm coming to you from the flagship station of FCS Nation, Fox Sports, 1450 and 92.7 KGRZ and 1340 KYLT in Missoula, Montana. Joining me like he does each week during the season is the co-host of this program, Mr. Chris Callum. Chris is coming to you from his broadcast center in Cheney, Washington. Chris, big show today. Eddie George, head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers, will be here. And also Mr. Mike London, head coach of the William & Mary Tribe. Awful lot of games to get to from last week and a very short time to get there. Let's just get right to it. Up first, number 13, Northern Iowa, 23. Number one, Southern Illinois, 16. Too many mistakes for the Salukis. Yeah, the Panthers turned over the Salukis four times and Bradrick Shaw put up 128 yards on the ground. Huge win for you and I as they should be favored in their remaining three games. That offensive line for Northern Iowa really kind of leaned on the Salukis in that third and fourth quarter, didn't they, Chris? Yeah, they did, and the defense is the Saluki's weak spot. Number two, North Dakota State, 44, Indiana State, two. North Dakota State's been playing football a long time. That was a scoragami for the Bison. Cam Miller gets a start, and Kobe Johnson rushed for a career-high 155 yards as a Bison pickup, an easy win, although they've eclipsed 40 points just twice now in the season. I think I saw somewhere, Chris, that North Dakota State's given up eight touchdowns all season. That's a fantastic touchdown rate per game. I'm no mathematician, but even I know that's pretty good. The Bison defense seems to be as good as it always is. Yeah, we expect that from them. Upset of the week, William & Mary, 31, number three, Villanova, 18. I think Villanova learned a lesson. Bill and Mary picked off Daniel Smith four times, and Darius Wilson had 109 yards rushing on just 10 carries. This will be the first winning season for the Tribe in six years, and the first win over a top-five team since the 2010 season when they beat number 2 Delaware. The defense was outstanding for William and Mary. They held them to 113 yards in the first three quarters, something like four first downs and three points. I don't think anybody saw that type of effort coming from that group. The secondary was outstanding. seemed like every time Daniel Smith threw the ball, it was into double, triple coverage, and that's a ball-hawking group the Tribe have. They are a very good team. Number four, Sam Houston, 45, Tarleton State, 27. Chris, Tarleton State hung around in this one for a while. It was a pretty good football game. Yeah, it was 14-14 to 14 at the end of the first quarter. The Cats had their biggest offensive output of the year with Eric Schmidt passing for five touchdowns and Ramon Jefferson adding 179 on the ground. After that start, Sam scored 31 straight points and put the game away. Number five, Southeastern Louisiana 23, McNeese 20. Second straight superlative defensive effort from the Cowboys. This one just came up a little bit short. McNeese has had a solid pass rush for several years now, and they got after Cole Kelly, sacking him four times, but the Lions are able to sneak away with a couple of late scores. The Lions surprisingly attempted 35 rushes, Kevin. And McNeese, look, you can't go inside the other team's 10-yard line and come away with points one time and expect to win. They did it several times last week. If you're McNeese, you have to sit there and scratch your head going, man, we were right in this one, had a chance to win, just couldn't do it. Number six, James Madison, 45, Elon, 21, was kind of a Pyrrhic victory for the Dukes. The running back room, which was among the deepest in all of FCS football coming into the season, got really beat up in this one. Yeah, but they still have a lot of offense, and that starts with Cole Johnson. He passes for 305 yards and a school record six touchdowns. The Dukes broke this game wide open the second quarter when they scored four times. It must be nice if you lose all American running backs and the backup to be able to rely on someone who is as steady and accomplished as Cole Johnson. James Madison is rounding right into form this time of the year. Number eight, Tennessee Martin, 17, Austin P 16. I thought last week, Chris, and 
so did you, that Tennessee Martin was kind of living on borrowed time with the slow starts they've gotten off to. Well, they did it again. You have to feel like one week it's going to bite them. You'd think so. They rallied from a 16 to nothing third quarter deficit here, scoring the game winner on a Keon Howard to Peyton Logan pass with just 35 seconds left. Those two are definitely the playmakers for that group. Martin has now won seven straight, but like you mentioned, they've all, most of them have been fairly close. Number 10, South Dakota State, 47, Youngstown State, 16. Nice bounce back by the Jackrabbits. They took control of this game early and never let up off the gas. Yeah, back on track, especially offensively. Pierre Strong rushes for a season-high 163 and two scores. Defense held the Penguins at just 223 total yards. Number 14, Kennesaw State, 34, Gardner-Webb, 30. Gardner-Webb is still in search of that elusive signature win. They almost got it. Kennesaw State, great comeback win. What impresses me or continues to impress me is Avery Shepard. He goes 12 of 14 for 203 yards and four touchdowns. Are we sure this is a triple option team, Kevin? But it took a score with 11 seconds remain to secure the win against a very game Gardner-Webb team. Number 15, VMI 46, Samford 45. Samford gets out, Samford it again. And this was a game of half. Samford amassed 425 yards and took a 38-20 to lead at the end of the second quarter, but then VMI gave up just 122 yards on defense and one score in the final two quarters, and they were led by Seth Morgan's 516 yards of total offense. VMI had to abandon the running game in that first half. Like you mentioned, they got so far behind. That's not how they want to play. They're They're happy to score 46 points, but they want to run the ball and be a bit more balanced than most air raid teams are. Got a huge game for SoCon Supremacy this week when the Institute travels to East Tennessee State. Number 16, Sacramento State, 27, Northern Colorado, 24. This was a whale of a game. Yeah, Greeley has been a tough road trip over the years. Just ask Northern Arizona. Jake Dunaway struggled passing the ball, but Joel Scadabo had another solid day on the ground, rushing for 111 yards on 16 carries. UNC's Dylan Thomas had four catches for 183. Number 17, Montana 20, Southern Utah 19. I know that people will say a win is a win is a win, but Chris, if you're a Grizzly, this one was U-G-L-Y. But these things happen when you go late into a season with injuries and all of that kind of stuff. So it seems like every year you're going to see one of these type of outcomes not that big of a surprise with Southern Utah. They've been fairly competitive in most of their games. The Grizz turned it over four times. That didn't help. But the Grizz defense did hold the T-Birds to 200, 300 yards of total offense. We'll be back with the FCS Nation Top 25 right after these messages from the NCAA. In the Division I football championship subdivision, the name of the game is outsmart, outhustle, outscore. But in the FCS, it's not always about the outcome. It's also about how you play the game. It's played with passion and pride and sportsmanship. It's played with honor and integrity. And it's played in towns across America where football is a way of life. The Division I Football Championship Subdivision. It's more than a game. NCAA Division I FCS football is a game of perseverance, integrity, passion, character, and sportsmanship. As he works to honor the game, every FCS student-athlete grows in his responsibilities as a student and as a member of his campus and community. Dedicated to personal growth and success in the classroom, the NCAA Division I FCS, every down, every day. 
Here is the FCS Nation Top 25 for Week 10. We have a new number one, and it's the North Dakota State Bison. Number two, the Sam Houston State Bearcats. Number three, Southeastern Louisiana Lions. Number four, the James Madison Dukes. Rounding out the top five, the Montana State Bobcats. Rising to number six, the Northern Iowa Panthers. Falling to number seven, the Southern Illinois Salukis. Number eight is Eastern Washington. Number nine, South Dakota State. And rounding out the top ten, the East Tennessee State Buccaneers. Number 11, UT Martin. Falling to number 12, Villanova. Number 13, UC Davis. Number 14, the Virginia Military Institute. Number 15, Kennesaw State. 16, Sacramento State. 17, the Montana Grizzlies. 18, the Mercer Bears. 19, the Missouri State Bears. Number 20, Weber State. Number 21, Jackson State. 22, Eastern Kentucky. 23, Chattanooga. 24, Incarnate Word. And rounding out the top 25 is South Dakota. There's a lot more to come on this week's episode of FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Coming up next, I'll sit down with Mr. Mike London, head coach of the William & Mary Tribe. Following that, Chris Callum and I will take a trip around FCS Nation and preview some of the biggest games taking place this week. And following that, Mr. Eddie George will join us, the head coach of the Tennessee State Tigers. Following Mr. George will be the pick segment where Chris and I pick the biggest games taking place this week. All of that and much, much more is coming up. Next, right here on FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Welcome back to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Joining us now is the head football coach for the William & Mary Tribe, Mr. Mike London. Thanks for being here, Coach London. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Heck of a win last week. I know you had to be extremely proud of your defense. Nate Lynn was outstanding. Everybody else was, too. That was a complete three-level of your defense whipping of Villanova. Secondary was outstanding. Well, I thought we played well. Uh, Obviously, when you go on the road, you go to a place uh, like Villanova, who was experiencing a lot of success, and and you play well in all three phases. Particularly, as you said, we were able to run the ball. Uh, We were able to play really good defense. And as you said, Nate Lynn, I believe, leads the CAA in sacks and tackles for loss and four interceptions for turnovers was was critical so hat goes off to a good Villanova team but you know what I, I, I like our team as well we, we, we play tough aggressive gritty and uh, you know and, and we're able to to finish it off and so you know as you know now it's on to the next opponent and um, you know we got a, we got a great game coming up against uh, Delaware at their place and we look forward to it, though. It'd be huge for you to get back-to-back road CAA wins in two environments that are tough to win in. Definitely. You know, I, there's, a, there's a personal connection in that, you know, having been at Richmond uh, years ago, playing, you know, Delaware home and away series, uh, being here now uh, at William & Mary and knowing that you got to go to that venue, um, having an opportunity to know Danny Rocco, as a, as a personal friend as well, we were together on the Virginia staff when Coach Grove first got there and, and other coaches on the staff when they were part of my staff at Richmond. So, you know, you, you, there's a familiarity with the coaches. There's a familiarity with the program. They're, you know, they, they got good players, tough players. You know, they were ranked high, you know, uh, coming uh, into the season, and they lost their starting quarterback midway through or, you know, about three, four games into it. And so all of us have had to deal with players that are out. And, um, you know, so we, we expect a, a great atmosphere and a great game. But, you know, at this point, 
um, the level of success that we've had. We just got to keep on making sure that the, the next game that matters is this game and not anything else that's after that. So Delaware is the most important team to us as we get ready to go into this Saturday's contest. It seemed like last week Darius Wilson gave you everything you could ask for him. He was pretty efficient, 10 of 18, throwing the ball for 109 yards, didn't turn it over, got you in some really good plays with some audibles. He's a darn cerebral player, Coach. really like watching him play. Yeah, you're right. You know, from the Bronx, New York, you know, he's, uh, he's not shaving yet, but, you know, he's it's, it's a true freshman. The good thing about him, he doesn't let the highs get him too high or the lows get him too low. You know, we talked about at the beginning of the season that our offensive line being one of the strengths of our team. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, Hollis Mathis, who's been our starters, getting back from a, a shoulder injury, uh, has not play, played enough or played a lot of reps, but Darius has. And so as a true freshman, being able to run the ball with authority and then when appropriate, being able to throw the ball uh, down the field or throw the ball in situations that uh, are going to allow him to be efficient and, and successful. So it's, it's worked thus far, and we're going to need it to work again as we start playing a lot of three games that we have in the regular season. And, but that, that's, that's the joy and beauty of college football. I mean, you never know that there's players on your team that emerge to become the player that becomes a household name. You know, players that were marginalized or minimized, all of a sudden they come to be one of the guys that they're – guys are going to show up and show out so we're excited about Darius as well as other players that have demonstrated during the season that um that they can be special FCS Nation we're joined by Mr. Mike London head football coach for the William and Mary Tribe coach I follow the Citadel Bulldogs so triple option squad so you know that I really enjoyed seeing you have three guys with double digit carries and another guy with eight carries last week that's my type of football coach London Well, Christian Taylor, the offensive coordinator, does a great job in maneuvering, uh, putting formations together, uh, you know, making it look like the RPO, uh, giving some triple options type looks to, uh, you know, to our formations, uh, the jet sweeps that get involved with uh, potentially, you know, uh, the passes off of that. So, and you have guys that are ball in the hand guys that can, that can make it happen. So it's important that, you know, our offensive line do well, uh, and they've done well thus far, but also the guys that touch the ball and the way they touch it, whether you're a dive or pitch guy or a, a, a bubble screen guy with a ball being thrown in your hand to be productive with it. And, and that's been positive for us. And we're going to, we're going to continue to keep needing those types of, uh, you know, uh, explosive plays from those guys that are playing back there for us. Coach, you've won six of your last seven, the only hiccup being a road game at Maine. Just a big game with Delaware, and I know you say that you only want to think about the next game, but it's hard not to look ahead to two weeks from now, isn't it? Well, it, not for me as a coach. I know you're going to say, oh, coach, that's coach speak. I mean, literally, you know, for us to continue to earn any respect that we're going to get as a school that can uh, that has student-athletes that want to aspire to, you know, to get a world-class degree but also be tough and aggressive – facing the fan mentality guys on the football field, you're going to have to win. And, and like you said, going back to back uh, on, you know, on the road and winning against good teams, that helps. And so, you know, we're still, we're still in that, you know, that mode of just saying, you know, we're, we're going to play a very good Delaware team and then we'll worry about who we play after that. But, it, you know, everybody knows that, you know, our last two games and who they are and the opponents and the, you know, uh, James Madison, which will be leaving the CAA, uh, Richmond, which is a, the rival, would play for the Commonwealth Cup, and they're a good football team as well. So it's the, the great thing about it, you get to, you get to settle things on the field, 
And, uh, you know, and just right now, just, you know, where we are, we're in a good place, good space, but we know that, you know, the litmus test for us is, again, to go on the road and play a really good uh, Delaware team. Man, I'll tell you what. You've had football coaches. I think I got you on the hook. It's like a, trying to catch a sheephead. <laughs> you know, uh, I think I got you on the hook and you wiggle right off. So, But I do appreciate your time, Coach London. Thanks for being here, and best of luck this week and the rest of the way. Thanks for having me, and thanks for what you guys do for FCS football. I mean, it's huge, and we as coaches appreciate that. So uh, continued success to you guys as well. The interview with the coach segment is brought to you by Harold Group Security Solutions. Harold Group is a comprehensive security solutions company headquartered in Northeast Tennessee and was established to provide dynamic security solutions to the modern security risks people and facilities face. The security of you and your company's assets are Harold Group's number one priority. You can look them up on the web at heraldgroup.com. That's H-A-R-R-E-L-L-G-R-P.com. This is Flash from Bikers Against Bullies USA. We are a not-for-profit group created by bikers, but not limited to bikers. We are committed to creating awareness and educating both kids and adults on the benefits of living in a society of respect for each other combined with self-empowerment. Bikers Against Bullies USA was started in Missoula, Montana. The very real fact is that kids are kids, and they're dying by their own hands each week due to the insidious nature of the psychological and emotional trauma created by today's bullying attempts. Our personal philosophy is that one dead child is one too many. I personally ask you to stand up, support us, and by doing so, you're making a difference. We cannot change things without you, your support, and I thank you in advance. You can get a hold of us at BikersAgainstBulliesUSA.com or Facebook, Bikers Against Bullies USA. Are you ready for new windows? Renewal by Anderson's windows are the best you can get. And their awesome Black Friday event is backed by popular demand. This is an incredible offer. You don't have to get up early, stand in line. You don't even have to wait until Black Friday. You can book an estimate right now. Listen to this. Renewal by Anderson is giving 20% off every window. And depending on how many windows you get, you'll receive a Visa gift card for up to $1,500. Imagine getting awesome new Renewal by Anderson windows and a lot of spending cash for Christmas. It's fantastic. The financing offer is the best ever. No money down. No interest or payments for 18 months. Think about that. You get your new windows now and you don't even have to make a payment until 2023. Wow. It's a very limited time offer. It starts on Black Friday, November 26th. Runs through December 10th only. Please do not wait to book your free estimate right now. Just go to rbamontana.com. Set up the free estimate. Renewal by Anderson. Make a great investment this Black Friday. Wearing braces on your teeth can be challenging. Flossing and brushing is frustrating at best. The patented platypus flosser and toothbrush for people that wear braces is the easiest and most effective oral hygiene device on the planet. Unlike traditional methods that are, well, just awful, your kids will actually use the platypus products because they are fast and easy to use. If your child wears braces, protect your investment in their teeth with the platypus flosser and toothbrush available at your nearest Albertsons and Safeway store in the oral care aisle. Platypusco.com. Tory Pines Pub in Las Vegas, Nevada. Whether you're looking for a cold drink on a hot day or a place to try out that hot hand when you're feeling lucky, Tory Pines Pub has what you're looking for. Tory Pines Pub caters to sports fans and hosts Montana Grizzlies games every football season. Not only are you going to find the Grizz on TV, but if you ask them, they'll put on whatever FCS game you want. So when you're in Las Vegas, make your way to the corner of Tory Pines and Lake Mead Boulevard to the Tory Pines Pub and tell them FCS Nation sent you.
Thanks for sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Networks. Now time for Mr. Chris Callum and I to take a trip around FCS Nation and preview some of the biggest games taking place this week. Up first, number one, North Dakota State is at number nine, South Dakota State in the Dakota Marker game. Chris should be a defensive battle, I think. South Dakota State has the better offense. I think so anyway, but... NDSU did put up 44 points last week. I don't expect this to be a shootout, but I don't expect it to be a 10-7 to game either, do you? No, I don't think it'll be that low scoring, but this is a big test for NDSU's defense. Is only once have the Jacks scored less than 40 points in a game this entire season. Chris Olatican hasn't thrown for a ton of yards, but his completion percentage is okay. And he has 16 touchdowns against three picks, and he has that awesome rushing attack behind him. So he doesn't need to, to throw for a ton of yards. I think the Jacks, in other words, have the better offense. They have a good enough defense to where I think they're going to give North Dakota State some fits. Game plan if you're in DSU. The same as always, run the ball, play defense, try to win on the special teams. Or do you maybe open it up a little bit for Cam Miller? Look, I don't think there's any question he ought to be the starter. I know some people might disagree with that, but the young man persevered, not transferred when it would have been really easy for him to do so. I think you have to give him every opportunity to win the job, don't you? Yeah, I do. And I think that with North Dakota State, you know, them opening the the game up amounts to making three or four plays in the passing game when they're off schedule. So they're facing a third and mid or a third and long. You don't have to make a lot of plays, just a few. And I think he's capable of doing that. But otherwise, they're going to stick to the game plan, which is, you know, limit possessions, make every possession count, win on special teams and with D. Dixie State is at number two, Sam Houston. Mr. Callum, If I'm the Dixie State head coach, we're just moving up to FCS, transitioning, not eligible for the playoffs. Man, the athletic director just didn't do him any favors with this schedule, did he? I mean, who's next? The 1985 Chicago Bears? Yeah, it's it's definitely a, t- a tough slog for old Dixie State. Doesn't get any easier this week, obviously. And I don't think there's going to be much to report from this one. I think even on their best day, Dixie State doesn't keep this within a couple of scores. And I think it's more likely that this is going to be a blowout. Well, if you're Sam Houston, you hope so. But Tarleton did some good things against the Bearcats last week. I was impressed with their athletes. And you mentioned this every time we've talked about Dixie. You brought up Dixie and Tarleton being kind of similar. There's athletes elites at these schools, just not as many as they're going to face this week, right? Exactly. And he can throw North Alabama in there too. I mean, they pass the eye test. They, they have size. They have some speed. It's just, it takes a hot minute for everything to come together and play consistently well enough to get these wins. Number three, Southeastern Louisiana is at number 24 Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word needs this one more than Southeastern Louisiana does. And part of me thinks that maybe Macney State has put on film how you handle Handle both of these teams. You know, they want to score in the 40s, sometimes the 50s, and they were not able to do that against McNeese. Now, not everybody has the pass rush and the defensive backs that the Cowboys have, but do you think maybe these last two weeks have exposed these two teams? Maybe. I mean, it's tough to imagine Cole Kelly being kept down for more than a game. And, you know, I think, you know, each game has its own set of circumstances. If you look at this one, I don't know how much Incarnate Word is going to be able to do. They're giving up 174 yards on the ground every week almost 400 yards of offense that just doesn't play well into facing a team like the lions but despite that they're also only giving up 23 points per game so that tells you that they're pretty good in the red zone 
It tells you that they're good uh, in third down conversion percentage on defense. And Cameron Ward is a good playmaker. I mean, it, he's having a great season. He's overshadowed by Kelly, uh, but he's thrown for 26 touchdowns. He's averaging 352 yards per game through the air. And I think this is going to be a different game than what Sela saw last week out of McNeese. Campbell is at number four, James Madison. We mentioned it earlier. James Madison's kind of beat up in the running back room. Get some offensive linemen back, so that should help. I don't think there's a whole lot to see here with Campbell traveling to Harrisonburg to take on the number four James Madison Dukes. What say you? The Camels have a mediocre offense, and they're 84th ranked in defense in FCS. They're, let's face it, they're middling Big South program right now. JMU should really have no problem whatsoever in, in putting them away fairly quickly and easily. Number five, Montana State is at number eight, Eastern Washington. I think if you're Montana State, you try to shorten this game, chew up the clock, run the football. The Cats and Matt McCade are similar to South Dakota State and Ludican. He doesn't throw for a lot of yards, speaking of McKay, but he makes the plays when he needs to, and he has the ability to throw a fairly decent amount of touchdowns. He is just averaging 194 yards per game through the air. I think the bigger concern as far as looking at this game is Eastern Washington's ability to stop the run. MSU secondary isn't as talented as Weber State or Montana, so I would look for Barrier on offense to have some luck throwing the ball. This is one that's just really, truly a toss-up. Number six, Northern Iowa is at Illinois State. Normally, we would have had this one circled like six weeks ago, right? Big game in the MVFC. Been a down year for the Redbirds. I think Northern Iowa gets a nice little road win here, although we all know the mustache will have his boys show up. They'll be motivated. They'll be ready to play. I just don't think he has the horses this year. Maybe not, but they certainly showed up against North Dakota State holding the Bison to just 20 points, and this is a classic trap game if there ever was one. I mean, the Panthers are coming off the big win over Southern Illinois, and then uh, the week after this, they play Missouri State. Defense might keep the Redbirds in it for a second. Panthers just need to take care of the football, and it would help if they could get out front early and play with the lead. Number 19, Missouri State is at number 7, Southern Illinois. This is kind of a, you say you want to be relevant in the MVFC for the rest of the year? Whoever wins this one is. And if it's Southern Illinois, maybe you play yourself back into the seed conversation. Yeah, they certainly would have a case if they finish with just two losses. Both defenses here are average. Missouri State's giving up 30 more yards per game at 369 than Southern Illinois is. Both teams give up around 25 points per game. The Salukis are also averaging three points per game more on offense. You have two really good quarterbacks in Shelley and in Nick Baker. Baker's probably the better of the two. Uh, he's passed at least for more touchdowns, and I think a little bit more yardage. One difference that does stand out a bit is that Missouri State is plus seven in turnover margin while Southern Illinois is plus one. So Bears can turn over the Salukis and they've got a a serious shot. Number 14, Virginia Military Institute is at number 10, East Tennessee State. We all know that I'm a SoCon homer. I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. It was a great game in the spring. I expect this one to be no different in Johnson City. Another strength on strength contest here. The Key Dets are on a three-game winning streak. They're averaging 42 points per game over that stretch. And that's against some good competition, Mercer, Sanford, and Chattanooga. East Tennessee State has only put up 17 and 16 points over their last two games, and they were lucky to win one of those. Uh, so it's going to be who dictates, the, I think, the tempo of the game and whether or not it's a shootout or it's going to be played in, in, the, in the 20s. If it's in the 20s, I think that's ETSU's type of game. VMI wants this game in the 30s and in the 40s. If they can get it there, I'm not sure East Tennessee State can keep up offensively. 
Tennessee State is at UT Martin. Boy, we've had a lot of Tennessee in these last two, haven't we? There's a lot of FCS programs in that state. It's kind of that and Utah are the two states that stand out the most, I think, in that regard. Two evenly matched teams here with Tigers perhaps having the stronger defense. Martin has several one-score wins against lesser competition, but you shouldn't have to apologize for winning close games. We see a lot of teams go on to make deep runs in the playoff after narrowly surviving some some, uh, close calls in the regular season. Keon Howard needs to be more consistent at the quarterback position in order for the Skyhawks to finish strong and perhaps vie for a seat. Number 12, Villanova is at Elon. Elon will try to pick back up after shooting their best shot last week at James Madison. And speaking about trying to pick things back up, Villanova really needs to. They got run through by William and Mary last week. They did absolutely nothing on offense. The defense played okay, but four interceptions is hard to beat anybody. Villanova needs to do a lot better taking care of the football if they expect to beat Elon. Well, it seems like there's about eight teams that are four and four in the CAA. I know that's not the case, but Elon is one of them. You know, New Hampshire, Towson, Maine. At times they all play well, and at times they can really just go out and lay an egg. Nova hurt their sea chances bad with that loss to William & Mary last week. I'd expect them to take out some vengeance, but Elon still has a shot at making the playoffs, believe it or not. So this one could be tighter than you might expect. In one of the sneaky good games of the week, number 13, UC Davis, is at Northern Arizona. Northern Arizona in that dome is a way different team than they are on the road. Davis, if they don't bring their A game, they could go back to California with a loss. It would be just disastrous for their season. Northern Arizona sits, what, at 4-4, four and four, one of those 4-4 four and four teams you were talking about? They're not out of this thing yet. Yeah, Davis has to prove they can go out and put a lot of points on the board. They've, they've done it a couple of times, but not enough for them to, you know, I, I guess seriously can regard it as a potential national championship threat. But they have just one loss, and they're doing it with defense. NAU, woefully inconsistent. They beat Arizona. They lose to Sac State 44 to nothing. So it's hard to figure them out. Davis, if they have a tendency to not blow teams away. So if Northern Arizona can keep it tight for three quarters, then I think it's anybody's ballgame. Not a lot of style points with UC Davis this season. Number 15, Kennesaw State hits the road to take on Robert Morris. Bob Morris is 94th in total defense. Kennesaw can take their pick and whether they allow Xavier Shepard to open it up through the air or on the ground or both. Cal Poly is at number 16. Sacramento State. I think this one's going to be a sneaky good game as well, Chris. Cal Poly's got nothing to lose. You figure if you're Bo Baldwin, you know, you don't got to play close to the vest anymore. Maybe you empty out the playbook and throw everything you can at Sac State. They've made some strides on offense, and it's Bo Baldwin, Baldwin so I would never you know, count them out of the ability to score a bunch of points. Sac State had a squeaker last week against Northern Colorado. The Mustangs are ranked 117th in total defense, so they're near the bottom. If they do uh, make this a close game, it's going to be high scoring. Number 17, the Montana Grizzlies are at Northern Colorado. Chris, there's a lot of talk around Missoula and around the state of Montana about perhaps getting college game day to come for the Brawl of the Wild in just a couple of weeks. Well, you know, if you're Montana, you got to handle your business before that's going to happen. You're not going to announce it this week or anything. But the offense needs to get better for Montana. Last week was as poorly as I've seen a Bobby Howell coach team play. Penalties, hitting after the play, arguing with the referees. I mean, it just didn't look like a Bobby Houck coach football team. And I know he's disappointed. I know the Grizzly fans are disappointed. But, you know, one of the things about this Montana team is that every time you sort of question them, they've come out against a lesser opponent and handled their business. Look what they did to Idaho. I think Northern Colorado is better than Idaho, 
But this is a tough place to play, Greeley. You kind of have to make your own atmosphere there. It'll be really interesting to see what the Grizz bring on the road to Greeley, Colorado. And it's late in the season. Injuries have piled up for everybody. Uh, there's a lot of game film on all of these teams, so there's been some catch-up made in that regard. Grizz are on the road. It's a tough scenario. They should win this game. They definitely have the superior talent to do so. And it might not be out of the question for Montana to call an interesting game from a, a play standpoint. Maybe try some different wrinkles and try to do something to wake up that offense. The defense certainly is playing well. They maybe have lost a step or two down the stretch, but they've played you know some pretty good competition too. So I, I'd be nervous if I was a Grizz fan. I expect them to win, but it could be tight. And we talked about James Madison being beat up in the running back room. Well, that's been the story for the Grizz all season. I don't think they've wanted to play the guys who they've had to play at running back this season, and they've made a pretty good account of themselves, but maybe the Grizz will get a little healthier, and we'll see that team that we saw beat Washington play this week instead of the one that struggled one week ago in Missoula against Southern Utah. The preview segment is brought to you in part by Big Deck Barbecue Company. Proudly blended and bottled in Fargo, North Dakota, Big Deck Barbecue Company is committed to delivering high-quality, unique sauces made with the best products available. If you're looking for something delicious to spice up your weeknight meal with your family, get to BigDeckBBQ.com. If you're a serious tailgater looking to take your tailgate to the next level, get to BigDeckBBQ.com. They spent countless hours making this product the best it can be, and folks, take it from me, they've got it right. Support those that support the FCS. Get to BigDeckBBQ.com. And Big Deck Barbecue Company would like to remind you that life's better on a big deck. Big Deck Barbecue Company, BigDeckBBQ.com. If you miss any portion of FCS Nation, pick up the podcast. Wherever you download podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and we'll love you forever. You can also follow us on Twitter at FCS Nation Radio 1. That's at FCS Nation Radio and the number one. Don't go anywhere. Coming up next, I'll sit down. With Mr. Eddie George, the head football coach for the Tennessee State Tigers. Following that will be the pick segment. I know you'll want to hang out for that. We'll be right back. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Blaine McElmurray specializes in bringing your dream home to reality. Blaine and his team have been building beautiful, custom, single-family and multi-family homes since his return from the NFL in 2003. And Blaine hires only the best subcontractors to work on your home. Blaine has competed in the Parade of Homes only two times, but in those two times, he's won six of the eight awards. Give him a call. If you can dream it, he can build it. To see some of his work or for contact information, go to McElmurrayHomes.net. That's M-C-E-L-M-U-R-R-Y Homes.net. Let McElmurray Homes exceed your expectations. I'm DJ Coulter from Fargo, North Dakota. Welcome to American Family Insurance. I understand that choosing the proper insurance protection can be overwhelming. That's why it's so important to find someone you can rely on for trusted advice. As your American Family Insurance agent, I'll work hard to earn your trust, and I look forward to helping you find the right insurance solutions for years to come. Area code 701-235-6641. Or better than that, drop by and see DJ at American Family Insurance at 4215 31st Avenue South, Suite B in Fargo, North Dakota. DJCoulter.com. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. T-Shirt Launcher Inventor. Mr. T-Shirt Launcher Inventor. 
Not satisfied with standard souvenir distribution, you created a device with enough kick to dislocate a mascot's shoulder. Someone get a stretcher! Courtside, luxury box, upper deck. Your high-powered cotton cannon makes every section the nosebleed section. Hit the deck! So simple, anyone can operate it. After a background check, a training course, and a five-day waiting period. It only shoots T-shirts. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light marksman of the mezzanine, because we know you'll give us the shirt off your back at 180 feet per second. Mr. T-shirt launching there. Bud Light beer at Isaac St. Louis, Missouri. At Renewal by Anderson, we love it when our customers tell us on a brutal winter day, we can't believe how much warmer this house is since we got our new windows. These windows are awesome. We hear it all the time. Winter is coming, and as beautiful as winter is in our part of the world, having drafty windows, cold rooms, and always needing that blanket on the couch is no fun. Renewal by Anderson makes the best windows you can get. We've been five-star energy partners for years. Our new windows can significantly lower your energy bills, especially on a brutal winter night when the wind is howling. Renewal by Anderson windows not only increase your comfort, they increase the value of your home. This winter, put that blanket away. Renewal by Anderson has great financing options with approved credit right now. For less than your cable or phone bill each month, you could have all new windows from Renewal by Anderson. Please visit our website now at rbarapidcity.com to hear about our financing options and book your in-home consultation now. And put that blanket away this winter with Renewal by Anderson. If you're ever in Traverse City, Michigan, stop into Brick Wheels, one of the best bicycle stores in America. You can enjoy that beautiful part of these United States on a bicycle. Road bikes, mountain bikes, fat bikes, even electric assist. And if you go into Brick Wheels and you say, go Grizz, go Bison, go Cadets, or whatever your FCS team name is, you'll get 20% off your purchase. So if you're in Traverse City, Michigan, go into Brick Wheels, talk some FCS football, get 20% off. BrickWheels.com. Welcome back to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. We're now joined by 1995 Heisman Trophy winner, 14-time Pro Bowl selection, and the new head coach for the Tennessee State Tigers, Mr. Eddie George. Thank you for making the time, Coach. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Kevin. Thank you for having me on, man. It's it's an honor and a blessing to be speaking with you today. Well, that's right back at you, sir, no doubt. Coach George, your Tigers won four in a row. How has this team improved in season so far? Oh, wow. It's it's really been their commitment to getting better each and every week. Um, it's been a short amount of time that we had with these kids. Um, we had them a little bit in the summer. Uh, we had our training camp, and then we're in-game. And uh, the thing I've been preaching to them has been the three things you can control, your attitude, your effort, and your focus, and uh, a commitment to excellence. You know, I, I didn't know how many games we were going to win. I just put a, a vision out in front of them and said, hey, you know, what we do best is what we, we we know how to fight, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a product on the field that is going to be competitive, that's going to have an identity, uh, offense, defense, and special teams, and the scoreboard will eventually take care of itself. But we have to stay committed to, to two things, and that's consistency and discipline. And that's what I've been preaching to them uh, since day one, 
Um, it, it, we've had our, our struggles early in the beginning, but I, I'm, I, I'm starting to see that they're seeing the fruits of their labor. And that's where the, the difference has been, has been their commitment to getting better, being coachable, and really um, our staff has just been focusing on all the things that don't require talent. That's being prepared, that's being on time, that is um, uh, having initiative, uh, passion about what you do, um, teamwork, uh, being selfless, all the things that, you know, go into being a better person we're focusing on. And, and as a result of that, they become a better team. 159 passing yards last week and 162 rushing yards. That's that balance that all you coaches talk about, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I firmly believe that you have to be a balanced football team. Um, it all stems from being able to control the, the, the ground game, control the line of scrimmage, and that starts with the run game on both sides of the football is to be able to stop the run and to be able to run the football, especially in the month of October and November. Uh, and we pride ourselves on that. We're not going to be you know, heavy one way or the other. We try to seek balance. That way, if you take something away, you know, we can rely on another part or aspect of our game, and, and that, that helps the defense. It helps the special, our special forces, our unit. Uh, it's called complementary football, and I've always believed in that. That, that leads to um, a great deal of wins if you do those three phases really well. Your quarterback, Hickbottom, has been outstanding for you. I have really liked the way he'll put his head down mm-hmm. and get tough yards, Coach. He's a tough young man, and he can spin it too. Oh, man. He, you know, he, he can throw it. Um, we give him time. We, 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 protect the, uh, the, the, we protect him in the pocket. We keep a clean pocket for him. He can find the, the receivers and make the throws. But uh, surprisingly, he's been a miraculous uh, runner in our, in our offense. You know, when it's time to pull the ball down, he's made several plays where he's had big runs. One big run against Austin P. Uh, last week against um, uh, Murray State. Uh, and the two big runs actually uh, scored a winning touchdown. And, you know, he's a kid that gets it every week. you got to give him a lot of credit. We didn't have a spring to work with him uh, in this offense. He, he's really dedicated himself to become a student of learning this offense. is the best, the best he can do, and he's, he's making things happen. So, you, you know, I wish we had more time with him. But given the time that we've had, I, I take a lot of credit off to, to Hugh Jackson, our offensive coordinator, and the commitment of, of Jerry Hickbottom, Jeremy to Hickbottom to get in there and, and to learn the plays and stand the offense and, and do the best that he can do with, with the time that he's had. FCS Nation, we're joined by Mr. Eddie George, head coach for the Tennessee State Tigers. It's not often that we talk about a kicker being a weapon, but boy, Antonio Z does that for you, isn't he? He might be the best kicker regardless of subdivision in this country, Coach George. Yeah, you know, Zeta has had uh, his struggles earlier this year. Um, he's not as consistent as he was last year, uh, but he's, he's certainly um, turning into uh, more uh, consistent effort out there and consistent work. And when you can have a kicker that we can rely on, that can hit it, you know, inside, um, well, what's inside the, you know, the 40-yard line, um, longest was 62. I mean, that's, that's huge for us. So, you know, having um, – a guy like that it certainly makes you sleep well at night. On the defensive side of the ball, who are some of the standouts for you there, Coach George? Uh, I have to say Deshaun Bryant, our middle linebacker, um, Eddie Graham, our cornerback, Corey Raymond, uh, who is uh, uh, our safety. Um, he's like the quarterback of our of our defense. And I tell you what, Brandon Fisher, our defensive coordinator, I give him a lot of credit again, just really – 
simplifying things, allowing these kids to, to see the ball, play the ball, and hit. Um, has done a tremendous job in our defense, um, especially you know with within not being able to score a lot of touchdowns. We gave up a couple last week, but for the most part, they're the number one scoring defense in the OBC right now, and they're giving our chance, giving us chances to win. But you know, just overall, our, I think at every position you can look at somebody on that on our defensive line. Um, uh, Tere, uh, who is who's doing a, ter- a fantastic job uh, in the middle, who's 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 grown tremendously. Uh, young young kids in our secondary who's coming in as backups, they they've grown tremendously. So they're buying into our system, they're buying into what we're saying, and they're starting to uh, see improvement week to week. You have UT Martin, a tough football team this week, and with them, it seems like no lead is safe against them. They have the ability to turn it on and turn it off. What are you going to try to do to get after them, Coach George? We're going to have to do uh, what we've been doing all uh, the last few weeks, and it's just play our type of game. You know, they're they're a resilient group, no question. Um, they know they're battle tested. They can build a lead and keep it. They can come from behind, like you mentioned. Um, they are going to give you. They're, they're going to get our, get us. They're going to give us their best shot and what we have to do we have to weather that storm we have had to outfight these guys we certainly have to know who to block make sure we're blocking them stick keep a body on the body and it's going to be a heavyweight fight that's what it's going to, that's what it's going to come down to um you have two teams coming in uh with with winning streaks they have a seven game winning streak we're on a four game winning streak and and you know this is for the top spot in the conference it will be tied for it, along with semo so this is what it's all about. It's a fun time to to um, to play football right now, to be in the conversation, um, certainly in November. And this is going to be a tough task for us, but one that, that we welcome. FCS Nation, that's been Mr. Eddie George, the head coach for the Tennessee State Tigers. Thanks for making the time, Coach. Really appreciate it. Best of luck on Saturday and the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Have a good one. Don't go anywhere. The pick segment's coming up. Next, right here on FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Thanks for hanging with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Networks. Now time for the pick segment. This is where Chris and I go head-to-head and pick some of the biggest games taking place around the country this week. Chris, neither one of us did very well in this segment last week. Let's see if we can bounce back. Up first, number one, North Dakota State is at number nine, South Dakota State in the Dakota Marker. The Bison haven't played a ton of really elite offenses. This is one. Uh, So I like South Dakota State to get the slight upset win here. Give me the Jacks, 28 to 17. Some real dislike between these two squads. Both like to pound the ball with talented running backs and rely on their defense. So something has to give here, right? Who will play quarterback for the Bison? Does that even really matter? NDSU is as good outdoors as indoors, so if you're thinking maybe that'll be an advantage, it's not. Tough one to pick, but like Chris Callum, I like South Dakota State at home in a tough physical battle, 28-27. Dixie State is at number two, Sam Houston. I see no reason for Sam Houston to have much trouble with Dixie State. Give me the Bearcats to win easily, 44-10. The tour of pain continues for Dixie. Although they played Delaware tough last week, Sam Houston ain't Delaware. Bearcats roll, 42-10. Number three, Southeastern Louisiana is at number 24, Incarnate Word. 
Incarnate Word really needs this game. They both need it, but the cards need it more, and they are at home. Give me Incarnate Word to pull out the win in a shootout, 38-35. You'd expect this one to be a shootout, like Chris just said, wouldn't you? I'm not so sure, though. McNeese limited these two teams to combine the last two weeks what they normally score individually in one game. Could be low scoring in a defensive battle, but nah, this is the Southland. It'll be Southeastern Louisiana, 40-38. to Campbell is at number three, James Madison. Campbell's a very average Big South team. James Madison is James Madison. Give me the Dukies to win this easily, 38-3. I agree. Dukes flex their offensive muscle yet again and get those young running backs some reps, and they will win at home, 38-13. Number five, Montana State is at number eight, Eastern Washington. I think there's going to be some points scored in this game. I like the home team, 35-32. Contrasting styles here. Bobcats have a real shot in this one if they can run the ball and control the clock. And as weird as this sounds, it ain't going to be the worst thing in the world if Eastern Washington scores quickly. That'll just provide more time for Montana State to run the ball and chew up the clock. In a shootout type of game, the advantage is all to the Eagles and that kind of business. Eastern Washington is at home. I don't think it'll be as high scoring as Mr. Callum thinks it's going to be. But take Eastern Washington at home over Montana State. 28-24. Number six, Northern Iowa is at Illinois State. Illinois State can play some defense. You and I can play some defense, but also some offense. Give me the Panthers to get the road win here, 28-10. Mark Farley's too good of a coach to allow his boys to sleepwalk after a big win. The Panthers, y'all, are just one bad half against South Dakota away from being undefeated against the FCS and probably ranked number one in the country. Northern Iowa handles their business against the Redbirds, 28-13. Number 19, Missouri. A state is at number seven, Southern Illinois. Boy, a massive game for both teams, and I think that Missouri State can keep this one pretty close. However, I think in the end, the Salukis win. Give me Southern Illinois 20 to 17. I agree with this pick that Mr. Callum just made, but this game really intrigues me. Could go either way. Both of these squads have shown a lot of want to late in games, and they've got some wins that maybe they ought not to have had any business getting. But a lot of fight in both these squads. Bears are coming off a win, and Saluki is their first FCS loss of the season. Southern Illinois gets their stuff back in a pile and gets a nice bounce back win here at home. Saluki's 34 28. Number 14, VMI, is at number 10, East Tennessee State. I like the way that VMI's offense is playing. East Tennessee State is a contrasting team in that they are very physical. They like to play defense. I like the Bucks in this game simply because they're at home. It's going to be a very close game, though, 28-27. As Chris mentioned, both of these teams are physical. Heck, the whole SOCON, except for Sanford, is really physical. VMI last week, as I mentioned earlier, had to abandon the running game because they fell so far behind Sanford. But look for the key debts to try and establish that early. ETSU will do the same with Quay Holmes and Jacob Sailors. And we know that VMI quarterback Seth Morgan can lead his team from behind and to a victory with his arm. The question is, can Tyler Rydell? Upset special of the week here. Take VMI on the road over ETSU 31-30. to Tennessee State is at number 11, UT Martin. Yeah, don't look now, but Tennessee State is very relevant all of a sudden. Martin has played a lot of close games. I think they play another close close game here, but they once again will come out victorious. 31-20 Skyhawks. Skyhawks did it again last week. Started off extremely slow and survived against Austin P. One of these weeks you have to think it's going to bite them right in the butt. But not this week. Take UT Martin over Tennessee State 23-17. Number 12, Villanova is at Elon. 
seems like the Phoenix are perpetually three and five, but they're not. They're four and four. They get a win here. That's a quality win. They're favored in their last two. They have everything to play for. They are at home. They're going to give Nova some fits, but I do like Nova to bounce back after the loss. Give me the Wildcats to win this game 33 to 27. Villanova learned last week that they're good, but they have to play well in order to win. They ain't throwing their jerseys out there and whipping nobody. Good teams learn hard lessons, and Villanova's a good team. Take the Wildcats on the road over Elon 28-21. Number 13, UC Davis is at Northern Arizona. Well, which NAU shows up to the walk-up Sky Dome? Is it the one that beat Arizona, or is it the one that had a loss to Northern Colorado? I think it's going to be the latter. I think Davis is going to prove something on offense. They need to give me the Aggies to win this game. 29 to 12. Lumberjacks are pretty good, but haven't been consistent. They have the talent to compete with and beat just about anybody in the big sky. And like Chris said, the walk-up Sky Dome is a notoriously tough place to play. Davis needs to start fast and never let up. Alonzo Gilliam will be the difference here. Take the UC Davis Aggies over Northern Arizona in a game closer than you might think. Aggies 27-21. Number 15, Kennesaw State is at Robert Morris. This one's kind of similar to the Campbell at James Madison, except the ranked team is on the road here, but I don't think it'll make a difference. Give me the Owls to win this game easily, 31-7. to Kennesaw State's won a lot of tough games late and shown a lot of resiliency. Won't be necessary this week. Owls will roll 31-12. Cal Poly is at number 16, Sacramento State. Kevin, I'm going to go with a massive upset here. We keep wondering if Cal Poly is going to win a conference game this year. I think it happens. I think Sac State may be looking ahead a little bit to the Davis game. Give me the Mustangs of Cal Poly to win this game 28-24. to Not me, sir. Cal Poly takes one step forward and then two steps back, as that noted sage Paul Abdul would say. They'll do some more stepping this week. Take Sacramento State at home, 34-17. That brings us to the end of another episode of FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. FCS Nation is produced by Mr. Justin Swallows, co-hosted by Mr. Chris Callum. The marketing director for FCS Nation is Miss Stacy Marshall. On behalf of all those good people, I'm executive producer and host Kevin Marshall, reminding you that life's a lot like football. You play by the rules and the penalties won't kill you until next week so long everybody